Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Mysterious. And a man of mystery, a man of mystery, a man of um, international allure. Tyler P. Watts, what's up, Tyler? Well, that's definitely not true. Now, there's no international allure for sure. What about uh, regional allure? Maybe in my backyard. That's regional. That's a region. <laughs> just, just, just on my property. I'm, I'm. What kind of alluring <laughs> are you doing in your backyard? That sounds actually more suspicious than international allure. If you're like have backyard allure. Well, you know, you know me, Michael. I'm, I'm kind of a dangerous guy. You certainly are. You are very dangerous, um, and you're incredibly dangerous when it comes to drafting motherfuckers. On wow, that's aggressive. Uh, good, decent basketball players, not motherfuckers. I don't know why I'd even say that. Um, Drafting cool dudes in the NBA for fancy basketball? I can't get out of this one, I don't think. I can't dig my way out of that. You've painted yourself into a corner now. Certainly have. Damn it. Um, Well, we are once again doing our Who Do I Draft series. Um, And today, uh, as always, we draft a 9-cat team head-to-head standard league uh, around Yahoo's ADPs, and we try to build a team um, that would be most likely there based on the ADPs. Around the first round players, and today we're doing one of Tyler's favorite first round players. One of your probably, your, I don't know, is it safe to say this is your favorite player in the NBA, Luka Doncic? I'd say that's safe to say. I one billion percent plan on going to see Luka Doncic play when he comes to Chicago. Whatever the it price, will be, it will be an event, my friend. Luka Doncic is must watch television he is much see if he's coming to your town if he's coming near your town go to that the, the arena and go watch luka Doncic. uh he is actually showing uh you know i don't want to be i don't want to besmirch luka Doncic, tyler but rumor is he's showing up pretty in shape this season i mean yeah he played basketball all summer for slovenia um he looks good he's ready he's added a few tricks to the game um it's gonna be fun man Love to hear it. And currently on Yahoo's ADP, he's going fourth overall, which, I don't know, is that a head-to-head that doesn't feel high in Roto that feels a little high? And I, I, I skew towards the Roto rankings. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how you like to build your team, right? Like, you know, Luca's one kind of flaw in fantasy, right, is he's probably not going to shoot a great free throw percentage. Um, I think the field goal percentage is going to be just fine. I mean, like, it's going to probably be somewhere around 46%, which isn't great, but it's not, like, terrible. And yeah, then, you know, James Harden, uh, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, they, they're they a little bit better than that, right? Trey Young's at 45%. Uh, you know, like, you can make up for it, right? Yeah, and so, I mean, you want to look at the percentages being bad, but, like, I mean, those counting stats, like, if you're considering him a point guard, 0.6 blocks... Pretty darn good, you know. Could easily be nine and nine with around thirty points a game. Like, Luca's really good, man. Yeah, thirty points a game is nothing to um, nothing to scoff at, right? Like, he could be a thirty ten and ten guy, even like we we and even just being close enough, right? Thirty nine and nine, that's insane. 
three three pointers, that's insane. Over a steal a game, great. On uh, the half a block, also great. If you do play in nine categories, um, usually we ignore turnovers, right? Luka Doncic though really does turn that ball over, Tyler. Um, turned the ball over four and a half times last season, and that's like a good, almost a good full turnover more than like most of your major players. So I guess if you do care about turnovers, it's something to note, but we don't really care about turnovers. One part of what makes Luca fun is the crazy passes and all that. And, you know, the crazier the pass, the, the less likely the person catching it is ready for it. So, um, double-edged sword, I guess. Yeah. We're taking Luca fourth overall, and we're going into the second round at 21, looking at the players who are still available based on ADP. I'm not going to be that nice on this round. I'm gonna, if you're not above 21, I'm not going to mention you. The Jante Murray is 21.3, though. I'm on a bio, Dante Sabonis, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, who's a, a fan favorite here at uh, Watching the Boxes. Fred Van Fleet, who um, I have well higher than 27. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Pascal Siakam, Darius Garland, Jimmy Butler still hanging around. DeMar DeRozan still hanging around way down there. Uh, we could probably actually get those guys. Those guys we can get at 28 even. Um, who, you know, I think we're leaning towards Kawhi no matter what. Uh, let's get a second pick, though, building around um, Luka Doncic instead of always going with Kawhi, even though I think Kawhi is the right answer here. I think right at this moment, the board is very juicy for me. Like, there's a lot of guys I really like. You know, um, Donovan Mitchell is in my top 20. Fred Van Fleet is in my top 20. Kawhi Leonard's in my top 15, in my top 13, actually. You know, so... Um, those three guys are all really juicy to me. Um, you know who else I think is going to be pretty darn good this year is DeJounte Murray. I, I think the, oh man, DeJounte Murray is going to Atlanta and he will no longer be leading the team, therefore he is no longer good, has gone a little too far. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, I don't necessarily know that I want him here. Like, I think he's maybe going a little bit too high because, like, I think I'd rather have those other three players. But, like, I think the hate in some circles on DeJounte Murray where, like, he's going in the third, in the fourth round. Like, that's just crazy to me, dude. Like, DeJounte Murray's really good. Two steals. Two steals a game. Like, he's yeah, why he would that lead. change? He might lead the league, man. Uh, why, well, yeah, why wouldn't he, right? And uh, I, I do think DeJounte and Trey make each other better. Yes, they'll cut in. You know, they'll cut into their assists a little bit uh, playing together. Uh, chances are, Dejounte Murray's rebounds will um, take a nice little hit because he's actually on a team where guys are rebounding. But other than that, right? He's going to be a little bit more open. He's going to have a little bit uh, better talent to pass to. I think he should be fine. Yeah, and so for me here, like obviously it would be Kawhi, and then it would be Fred VanVleet, and then it would be Donovan Mitchell. But like. Even if you get stuck, so to speak, with DeJounte Murray, like, I don't hate that pick. Like, Yeah, go with your uh, go with your gut. Go with your, the guy you like here. I think if you think Donovan Mitchell's going to have the breakout year this season, go with him. If you want the assists and the crazy steals, you can go with Fred Van Fleet or DeJounte Murray. Like, you could go either one. And if you just want to, like, say, like, yeah, um, Kawhi's the best player on the board. Go ahead and go with Kawhi. I think we should go with like a guard. So let's you know let's be fun. Let's go with Dejounte Murray. Let's go with those crazy steals. Let's do it. Taking Dejounte Murray here at twenty one, 
at 28. Let's see who's available. Rudy Gobert, Pascal Siakam, Darius Garland, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Cade Cunningham, Chris Paul, Vujovic, Bradley Beal, Andre Aiden. Um, I do like Pascal Siakam, but I, I think there's some better players on the board. I, I mean, again, like I think there's a lot of good players on the board here at this pick, too. Right? Like, Yeah, tons. Um, the person I would take if he's actually available is Gobert. Like, I don't understand why Gobert is going at 28. Like, I, I really like Gobert. Just, he's got a great shot to lead the league in rebounds. He's got a shot to lead the league in blocks. He's still going to get you decent points, right? Like, he's going to score more than Miles Turner. And yeah. so, well more. you know, Gobert's a guy that, that I really like. And Gobert's a guy I have in a lot of my leagues because I'm just like, you know, good rebounds, decent points, elite blocks. I don't need anything else, right? Well, there's a reason that guy, even though he's a traditional center, right, he continues to just to finish in the top 30, like, all the time, and he's just there, and he's just good, and he gets their rebounds, and, like, you're not going to find that much later in the draft, right? This is the time to get that center, getting those blocks and rebounds, and good percent, you know, good field goal percentages, which, like, if you went Fred Van Fleet, right, you're Luca Fred Van Fleet, not great field goal percentages, Gobert pushes that right back up. Right, and so that's a pick I like. You know, obviously I like Jimmy here. I think Jimmy's really good. Um, and then you know, even guys like Demar Derozan and Chris Paul, like I don't hate those picks. I feel like those are good, solid guys that are probably gonna be in the top twenty-eight. Yeah, I feel like all of the picks you could have gone with in the second round, there's like a, a good complement in the third, right? If you went Luca and uh fred van fleet you kind of have the ability to go gobert or even if gobert is not around right you could go jimmy butler or demar de rosen you, know, you don't need those threes because you got luca and you got fred van fleet or if you went donovan mitchell right um you could go, you could also go the those same characters if you went Kawhi, you can go with you know um where i already lost my train of thought uh you could go with darius garland you could go get with you could go get jimmy butler um you go get Pascal Siakam. I think you know what looks like a scary team here if you're picking in this spot. Um, if you went Luca and then you went Kawhi, if you come back, the Rosen. I really like that kind of three-man pairing, where you got basically you know three kind of like guard-forward types, but you got elite assists. You got some pretty damn good rebounds, given that you don't have a center, right? And you've got yeah. some good steals, right? You're just, like, really kind of good across the board, and it lets you kind of build in a lot of different directions, right? Like, you're really good in rebounds for the three players you have. And so it kind of maybe even gives you the advantage to not pick a big man. You can kind of punt blocks, not even pick a big man, and still build a really strong team around your points, around your assists, around your rebounds, around your steals. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write... DeMar DeRozan here. Luca Kawhi, DeMar DeRozan, that's one really good build. Uh, Luca Fred Van Fee, Gobert, another really good build here. And we're going into round four at pick 45. Here's who's available. De'Aaron Fox, Chris Tapps, Porzingis. Two guys that I, I feel like we never draft. Like, we don't really like. They, they just go a little too high. Chris Tapps a little too injury prone. Obviously, he already twisted his ankle. Um, so he's got that going for him uh, already this season. Shea Gildress Alexander hanging around here. Terry Rozier, Desmond Baines, CJ McCollum. We got Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas still hanging out there. Tyrese Maxey, Josh Giddy, Josh John, Josh Collins. Who's Josh Collins? Johnny Collins. Christian Wood. Who do you like here at 45? 
Um, I actually like Shea Gilgis a lot here. I think Shea Gilgis is, is super underrated here. Um, so that's, a, that's another guy I would think about. But, you know, if I got the build of Damar and... Um, yeah, it just slipped my mind. Uh, with Damar and uh, Kawhi, I, I might go for a big man here and just take Jonas Valanciunas. Like, sure, the blocks aren't great, but, like, it's going to give me those elite rebounds. Um, and he just gives me, like, a good, solid big man that I feel good about um, to build with those three guys. And then, like, I've got a lot of options with my next pick, too, right? Because it's coming right up again. And I feel like... At Yeah, I think you could take Jonas. Um, I think you could even maybe even get Jonas at 52. Get another pick coming up. You got Johnny Collinson out there. I actually really dig the Luca Kawhi, um, DeMar DeRozan, SGA. That's like another guy who fits the build, right? That's another guy who um, kind of does all of the above, right? And your, your rebounds are still really good. You have no centers. Your rebounds are still really good. Your assists are great. Your steals are great. Your blocks are actually not terrible. They're not good, but they're not well off, right? And DeMar DeRozan really lifts those free throws from everybody, right? And Kawhi has good percentages as well. So um, you're sitting really, really nice there. And if it ha- happens to be right, Jonas Valanciunas follows you at 52. Fantastic. Now you can go with Jonas at 52. Um, or you could say like, all right, cool. I'm going with like scoring bigs. I'm going to go with John, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Christian Wood or Johnny Collins. But I, I like, I like Jonas if you can get him at 52. I think I like SGA better if I can get him at 45. So we did SGA at 45. If we can get Jonas at 52, we'll take him. If not, maybe take Johnny Collins, maybe take Christian Wood. Um, I'll put JC down here, and we're going to pick at pick number 69 next, uh, which is way down here. i got to scroll all the way down here. Uh, at exactly 69 in the ADPs, Alfred Sagoon, who's everyone's favorite um, sleeper this season. We do not recommend Alfred Sagoon. Um, we've got Jalen Green, Jakob Podol. So if you if you missed out on a, on, a, on a center up a little higher, let's just say uh, Middleton fell to you at 52. Or somebody even a little bit higher. You know, it's been a weird draft season, right? For some reason, Drew Holiday could have fell to you at 52. Desmond Bain could have fell to you at 52. I would actually not kill you if you, um, you know, I say get a center, get a forward early. But I would not kill you if you ended up with, like, first off, you got Luke and Kawhi. So those are your forwards. Uh, you got, uh, De- yeah, also, uh, DeMar DeRozan is also a forward. SGA is one of your guards. And you come back through here and, and take the um, kind of like the scraps that fell through the cracks. You get take uh, Chris Middleton. You take uh, Drew Holiday. If one of those guys falls through the cracks, 52, and you didn't get Jonas, you still could just you know take a bargain, a bargain basement center like Jakapoto. You could you could pick him up, or you could go Paolo Benchero, right, and just take a chance on that guy. Um, I, I don't think it puts you too far behind if you end up not taking your center in, in that first 50 simply because of the what Luka does, what Kawhi does, um, and what DeMar DeRozan does. Well, and crazily, like, Luka gets you the rebounds of a center. So yeah. if, if, if you're in the mind to kind of go, I don't even need blocks, forget blocks. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to do blocks. Like, do you even need a center at that point? 
Ah, just yeah. to fill the role, just to fill the position. If you're still doing sinners as a position, as a standalone position, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so like if you're telling me like I got Luca and Kawhi and Demar, like that's some pretty damn good rebounds, dude. Luca's probably gonna get you close to nine. Yeah, I would like. I would even look uh, well, well further down. Maybe not with this sixty-nine pick, but maybe at seventy-six, saying I didn't. I don't have a center. I don't need a center, but I need someone to play center. There's Al Horford sitting way down there. Al Horford's gonna do fun stuff. There's Draymond Green sitting way down there. Right, and that's what I mean. And like here, like you know, with this particular spot, like I'm looking down there anyways, because like the guys I want, Jeremy Grant, Jamal Murray, you know, like they're down there anyways. Draymond Green. They're all down there in, like, around 80 ADP. So, like, those are the guys I believe in, more than Clint Capella, more than Wendell Carter, more than Franz Wagner. So, like, I'm just going to take the guy I want. I love that. I think that's smart, right? Take what the draft gives you. We took Luka at number one, and then we had, like, a lot of really good picks to to take from here. Um, Luka, Kawhi, and Marta Rosen. Kind of a fun... A dominant build in that type of um, player that gets the points. A uh, free throws are going to be great because of Demar Derozan and, and Kawhi. Uh, your rebounds, your assists, your steals—they're all really, really good. Not nothing's bad. And then if you get SGA, that builds upon itself, right? If Middleton slips to you, it builds upon itself again. Jamal Murray sitting there and there at 69 builds upon itself again, and then you're just like, screw it, I'm not really that into, um, you know, having a a center, a, a traditional center, getting, uh, you know, winning blocks. Who cares? I'm ignoring blocks. It's gonna my blocks are not gonna be great. I could be terrible actually because some of these guys get blocks. They're not gonna be great. I'm gonna focus on steals, assists, rebounds, points, threes, which are you've, you're you're killing in most of these. And keeping your free throw percentage high, there's Al Horfordson on there. That's a nice pickup. Right, and I think, you know, Luca's the kind of guy that, and we talk about this all the time, right? Like, some of these guys get stats that don't necessarily fit their position. And so it gives you the, the freedom to kind of do whatever you want and build a team in a lot of different ways. And that's one reason why Luca, despite not finishing in the top five last year, is going in the top five, is... Luca affords you the the luxury of you know taking whoever you want and building the team in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I think like the philosophy you hear um, this season, especially, is go go guards and centers until they run out, right? And this is like the exact opposite. Um, and if you are in a league where a lot of the guys are following that philosophy, going guard and center. Uh, guess who's going to fall to you? You're, if Middleton is going to fall to you, and DeMar DeRozan is going to fall through the cracks, you might get DeMar DeRozan at 45, for God's sakes, um, simply because no one is taking forwards for some reason. But you're not drafting guys who are traditional, like, regular forwards. Like, DeMar DeRozan gets great assists for a forward. Luka Doncic, right? We, we talked about him uh, with the rebounds and assists. Those are not normal for a forward. Kawhi Leonard, incredibly efficient across the board for a forward. SGA, not the normal guard, right? Gets good rebounds, gets blocks, right? So let the draft come to you and go with a non-traditional build like this. Go and say, I don't I don't need a center. You know, the center, I don't want to reach down for the center and all these good guys are following to me. Guess what? I'm not going to have a center. I'm just going to ignore blocks. Blocks are hard to come by anyway, right? So even if way late in the draft you end up 
sneaking Mitchell Robinson onto your team or Zubach onto your team, maybe maybe that puts you in still like the in the middle of the of the of the pack in blocks because blocks are really hard to come by and I don't think a lot of people are going to have them. So instead of if you can't build your blocks immediately at the beginning like with a Gobert or something like that, screw it, go all the way to the other side and be the best team at points, rebounds, and assists and steals. Like why not? Here's another thing I think you could do to kind of if you're determined to compete blocks or maybe the guy that you're going against in the week like it's the playoffs or you know just the matchup that you've got to win right and he's punting blocks like something that you could do that would probably win you blocks on a lot of weeks would be this right you take a guy at the end of your draft near the end of your draft maybe at 100 maybe outside the top 100 get you like a block a game mm-hmm. right and then you just pick up this year's you know kind of nerland's noel on the waiver wire for that week where Noah's Noel is getting you a block game, and yeah, he's only playing 15 minutes, but he's getting you a block a game. And there's always one of those guys available on the waiver wire, right? So maybe like you get Zubox and you get Nerlens Noel, and you get you know Luca's .6 blocks, and you get Kawhi's .6 blocks, and then before you know it, like you're beating the team you're playing in blocks. Yeah, you're still competing in these places, right? Which is the beauty of not straight up punting directly. And like you're saying, since blocks are hard to come by, maybe you're playing the guy who got all the centers, right? Well, guess what? You're probably going to lose blocks. Um, He's going to destroy you, but it's one category, right? If he beats you by one or beats you by 40 blocks, it doesn't really matter. He beat you, uh, and who cares, right? But because blocks are so rare, right, not a lot of people are going to be dominant in blocks. And I think that's great advice, Tyler, is that just because you're bad uh, or ignoring a category or in the middle of a pact of a category doesn't mean you can't wait till the week to um, understand your matchup, understand whether you could win that um, kind of that category or not, and then pick up waiver wire players based on your strengths and weaknesses. Get those blocks off the waiver because there are going to be like JaVale McGee is probably not going to be on somebody's team, right? Yeah, right. perfect example, right? Like a guy who gets you a block a game. And here's the other thing I like about that strategy, right? Is like you mentioned, like, okay, you're going against the guy with all the centers. Well, aren't you killing that guy in assists? Aren't you killing that guy in points? Aren't you killing that guy in steals? So like, Absolutely. You got an inherent advantage already. You just got to gotta solidify your rebounds. So you go for the best rebounder in your streams. Yes. Try to steal that category, and then you win the week. That is exactly what uh, you want to leave your draft feeling really good um, about being able to compete, right? That's like, that's really like you're not going to win your league out of your draft. And you're probably not going to lose the league out of your draft unless you do something real stupid. But, but you're likely going to like, well, here's what you want. This is what you want. Hopefully, if you're following our advice and you will likely end up the team that is dominant in places, more dominant than most teams, and then winnable, um, kind of um, it's more flexible, more able to pivot, not just from week to week, but in the middle of the season, right? You have a team that's good in some things. Maybe there's a guy on the waiver wire who ends up being great, who ends up being a top 50 player that you snag, and that changes the complexity of your team, right? Maybe you realize, hey, I'm going to make the playoffs, and I'm not that great in blocks, but I'm not that bad in blocks either. Let's figure out a way to make a trade on something I'm great at, get some of those blocks back, and then suddenly I'm competing in a different way come playoff time, right? That's you're, 
there's a lo- it's a long long season and i think what a lot of people forget when it comes to the draft time because i hear this all the time oh aren't you worried about their playoff schedule no it's the, the season hasn't started i'm not worried about anyone's playoff schedule I don't know why people do that, Tyler. Well, yeah, and if you're worried about someone's playoff schedule, like who's saying that person's even healthy when you get to your playoffs? Exactly. Who? Maybe they're sitting like, back. The, uh, the Lakers can play, you know, 20 games in the playoffs versus some other team playing 15. But if LeBron's not healthy, you wasted that pick. Exactly. There's no way to predict any of this shit, right? So it doesn't make sense for you to say like, I need to draft this, I need to draft that. And uh, what makes sense is for you to have a team that you like a team that can compete, and a team that's flexible. And I think that's the third, that third piece people kind of forget about that. They'll let, um, you know, they'll pass on Steph Curry in the first round because he doesn't have a good playoff schedule. Well, if you're picking 10th, you're pretty happy about that, right? So here's Steph Curry at the 10th or 11th pick. Um, but I just think that's a horrible idea to look at something like the playoff schedule because you're, you're, you're once again losing your flexibility. You're taking a lesser player who might pigeonhole you into a certain build um, versus a guy who can build anything around like Steph Curry. So, like, just don't fall into that. Have a flexible team. I think that allows you to compete better. For sure. That's it. I think that's it for Luka. Um, I'm excited to see Luka this year. Uh, we did... Um, I think we did a pretty good Luka build here, especially a non-traditional build with Kawhi. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, you could go Gobert there as well. SGA, Middleton if he falls to you, maybe go Jonas. Jamal Murray is our uh, obviously uh, obvious favorite. Um, and I, I like Horford there. I think Horford's going to have a really nice year. He sounds like he is coming and playing in shape. But, you know, Draymond's also a great pick there. There's a lot of great picks down there at the end of the draft. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, go to patreon.com. Slash watching the boxes and support the show. You can find uh, my tiered rankings there, and you can also go to Twitch.tv and subscribe and/or follow, uh, because we're gonna be doing some cool stuff on Twitch this season. So uh, you know, just go ahead and hit that follow button, and maybe uh, you'll get an alert if you set up your. See, I don't do notifications on my phone. Maybe I shouldn't tell people to do that, but like, man, turn your notification. You know what? I'm gonna be a decent human being. Turn your notifications off on your phone. It'll save you time. It'll save you headaches. Um, it's not good for you. It's the, the phone is built to distract you. Turn your notifications on after you follow watching the boxes on Twitter. Or not Twitter, on twitch.tv and Twitter. You know what I mean. Fuck out of here. It's almost draft time. It's almost NBA time. And uh, we will see you next time.